Welcome to Digging Up Ag Podcast. Through sharing research-based information from the University of Kentucky, our goal is to help you successfully enrich your farming enterprise while cultivating knowledge and expertise in agriculture. Now, here's your host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Digging Up Ag Podcast. I'm Adam Huber, the Allen County Agriculture and Natural Resources Extension Agent, alongside of my co-host, Mr. Adam Esses in Hart County, and Mr. Kevin Lyons in Monroe County. Gentlemen, how are y'all doing this morning? Great, Mr. Huber. Yes, sir. Doing just great. How are you? Doing just fine. Doing just fine. It, uh, it has turned back summertime, apparently. See, it has, and I love it. <laughs> I don't know, Kevin. I was uh, carrying a little too much insulation most of the time, and uh, I like the cooler or the warmer weather. But uh, uh, yeah, it's it feels good out there, doesn't it? Yeah, it it does feel. I wouldn't say good. It feels warm because yeah. uh, I'm I'm with uh, Estes there. I, I'm not a uh, I'm not a summertime person. Gotcha. <laughs> I like the especially in November because, as y'all know, you know I love you know deer hunting and that kind of thing and the deer don't move too good whenever it's 80 some degrees cabin they're, they're. <laughs> they like you know moving at night time or not at all so there there is that factor that i didn't consider I, that's right I, yeah that's right you, you gotta consider all factors now when you think about this they were really all moving inclusive. last week uh weren't they yeah whenever when it got, was cold last week it was like down in the you know it got down into the 20s there you know some nights and uh you know the highs for like four you know 36 to 40 and so they were moving really good but yeah this week a, it's a little a little bit different there was one night i come in late and uh golly it seemed like every mile or two i was having to hit my brakes because something was running out in front yeah. of me yeah yeah it's it's crazy but it's that time of year it's breeding season for them so they're gonna be running around everywhere so that's just uh just part of it but we got a lot of stuff that we, we want to talk about today guys uh the first thing i guess would be um in which we mentioned this i think last uh last week on the pod or last time on the podcast is our soaky commercial pesticide training um that we're going to be uh, having in logan county on november the 20th um so that you know, as you know, if you have attended that before, you know, that that's a, pro, a program or event that we have every year. It's um, used to be in December, the first of December, but we the state changed their deadlines for when they need stuff turned in. So now it's actually in November um, and it used to be a two day event. Now it's a one day event. So, uh, you know, you kind of get all in one day. You don't have to go, you know, the two days and 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 get your educational hours that way um but this year it is on november the 20th and it is at the logan county extension office it is 50 dollars a person so if you're interested in attending that uh you can call the logan county extension office and get get signed up for that uh we have kentucky ceus you know all the categories pretty much um if you have a commercial license most all categories are going to be uh there also we have Tennessee CEUs and also if you're a certified crop advisor you can get credits that day as well for for that it will registration will start at 8 30 uh to nine o'clock then at nine o'clock we'll go ahead and get our our program started and we'll go to from nine to eleven fifty. then we'll have a a good lunch usually we have pork chops or some kind of uh something really good for lunch there 
usually and a really good pork chop. It's really good. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Leanne Martin, she's the agent there in uh, Logan County. Her husband is the one that usually cooks for us and he does an excellent job. Um, maybe we could go there for all of our meetings if he's going to cook, but you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's almost worth the registration costs just for the meal. Plus right? they get all these hours. So. Yeah, that, that's, that's for sure. So they, they kind of get a two in one, you know, they get a excellent lunch plus they get their, their hours, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then from 1220 to uh, 250 is the rest of the program and then wrap that up with evaluations. And then, you know, you can kind of be on your way for the rest of the afternoon and that kind of gets you all of your, hours that you need uh for this year they've done a lot of changes you know with that uh and some of that has actually been kind of confusing for agents plus you know producers and applicators um but that day you can definitely come and get all of your get all of your ceus get all of your stuff that you need and um you'll be good for the year yep have a pretty good variety that day that's for sure yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's there's program for you know there's educational topics for everybody. Uh, there's furrow fungicides and seed treatment, right away vegetation control, pest control, and aerial applications, which means using a drone, uh, crop sprayer calibration, transportation regulations with the Kentucky State Police, and then also lawn and turf pest management. So pretty much, you, there's something there for for everybody in all categories. That DOT regulations always been a really good really good session everybody seems to really enjoy that one for sure yeah yep. officer morris is great he is yep. that's one of our best best topics it gets the best uh, reviews and it's just interesting he does a really good job just like you said but uh, just just to refresh everybody's memory uh adam on uh, this is for commercial pesticide applicators yep. correct correct so, yep. so if you're a private applicator just doing things on your own farm it's really not for that that individual is that correct absolutely all right so um, and the thing with the the continuing education hours you you hit the nail on the head it's it's been changes and it's got confusing but you know if you if you come to this every year at the end of the period when you have to have so many hours accumulated you'll have all your hours so that's that's one good thing about it it's local it helps helps these commercial applicators meet that requirement of continuing education and uh so we, we appreciate the continued support of all the people that come yeah absolutely and some folks you know kind of in the past have said well you know i'll just let my thing expire and then i'll just go retake the test now they've got it where they'll find you if you if you keep doing that you know you got to pay you know the test fee plus the fine you know fee and all that stuff so it's just a lot easier just to pay your 50 dollars, come to logan county extension office one day a year and get your stuff and you're good to go yep yep they're 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 encouraging you behind the scenes to get your hours instead of taking the test and there's a reason for that there's there's things that change out there from year to year that you're not going to be aware of probably if you uh if you wait three years and take the test every time. So come come get your updates and we'll feed you a great lunch and get your hours for you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. These aren't offered everywhere. I mean, you just got to keep that in mind too. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there sometimes it gets hard to find these commercial hours. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. I talked to a guy yesterday that I know that um, he actually had been to Louisville at a training and, and, course there's a big one that they offer in is it french lick indiana 
I believe I think you're right. so for yep. certified crop advisors yeah. and, and applicators, but it's a it's a pretty big deal up there. You know, it's also a pretty good way from home too. So yeah, yeah, and it's pretty expensive. Yep. So, mm-hmm. Yep, you're right. Yeah, absolutely. So as far as like some programs coming up, I know SSU had uh, a program that was, it's already been, I think it was last week, a uh, heifer selection program. Um, give, tell us how that went. Uh, uh, do you have any more of those kind of scheduled? I know that you said that, uh, you know, in talking that it was seemed like it was, uh, you know, a pretty good program that a lot of folks got some, not you know, some really good information from. Yeah, we had Kevin the Rock come down here uh, Tuesday night, uh, November seventh, and he put on a heifer selection class. And so, what kind of the the drive for that program, I guess you could say, is that you know cattle are really high right now, and, and including heifers, you know, weaned heifers and uh, you know uh, backgrounded heifers. So there's a lot of pressure on those producers to figure out, all right, do I do I keep any? Do I want to buy them instead? Um, if I do keep them. How many do I keep? Which ones do I keep? So, you know, they're so high right now that you don't want it. You certainly don't want to make any mistakes because that could cost you money down the road. But so his topic uh, was kind of, you know, he started off by talking about, you know, buying versus raising your heifers. Uh, then he talked about uh, kind of examining your own cow herd, kind of figuring out if there was any holes in there, you know, that you needed to fill, any gaps that you needed to fill. Um, talked about different factors to consider whenever you was, buying or raising you know phenotypically what do you look for um talked a lot about feet and legs on cattle talked about um talked a lot about disposition i mean of course that's that's one thing i think people most people consider that pretty well but um we talked about disposition a lot um one thing that i thought was and he he referenced a lot of old research and y'all probably y'all already know this but i will bring it up it's some old research that suggests that you want to select heifers that was born within the first 25 to 30 days of the breeding season and there's research to prove that those heifers are more fertile and will last in the herds longer so he brought that up numerous times just to make sure it was on everybody's memory but we had a good crowd a lot of good discussion uh kevin's a great speaker he does a good job now Kind of as a spinoff of that program, Adam, you talked about upcoming programs on, on December 4th. Mm-hmm. Um, our five-county area, which is Hart, Monroe, Metcalf, Barron, and Allen, we're going to put together a program in Barron County at the Barron County Extension Office. Dr. Gordon Jones is coming. Of course, he's a retired instructor or a professor from WKU. He's actually one of my professors, but he's going to be talking about using genomic testing on commercial heifers. Uh, and of course that's just another tool in this whole heifer selection process that we could talk about, but I could probably get myself really confused if I tried to talk about it a lot, but, right. um, but it's definitely something that's kind of coming about. A lot of people are, are showing interest in it, uh, should be a really good meet and I'm looking forward to it myself. So, yeah, absolutely. And, and if, you know, if our listeners are interested in coming to that program, uh, you can call any of our county offices, uh, you know, the ones that you just mentioned, uh, Allen, Barron, uh, Metcalf, Hart, Monroe counties, get signed up for that. Um, or just call the Barron County office since it's going to be there. Um, and get, go ahead and get signed up for that. Cause I, I don't know, um, if we've got a cap on that or not, but, uh, you know, uh, our rooms only hold so many folks. So the earlier you get signed up, the better it's going to be. And, uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to, to that program for sure. I think it's, you know, we're in cattle country around here. Um, and so, you know, I think 
that will definitely benefit, you know, our producers for sure um, with that with that topic. December 4th, 9.30 a.m. Central Time at Byron County. Uh, and I don't know, uh, we do, this will be approved for, I know our county is is currently in the, the beginning works of the CAPE program. Uh, so this will qualify for CAPE education if anybody from Hart County comes. Yep. Uh, I'm sure it would probably work in other counties too. Yep, uh, absolutely. If, yeah, Allen County as well. Yep, we'll definitely yeah. count it. And yeah. I think uh, we're probably looking at a couple hours program, but you know, the our intentions are to uh, video this as well. So maybe we could use this for anybody that's you know maybe if you don't get to make it since it's during the day, then maybe we can we can share that video with you later. So yeah, that's a good option on the video, and for folks that are uh, kind of like the majority of our beef producers are probably part time farmers, maybe have a public job that they're. Uh, using uh, a lot of their daytime hours on and then of course they'll uh, farm on the evenings and weekends but uh, yeah I was excited to hear it when you brought it the topic up to us because I think it's definitely one that's uh, coming quickly and you know about a year ago I didn't hear much about it but now you're starting to hear about genomic testing more and more and more and I'm sure the folks that are active in the beef industry have been uh well up on it probably a little quicker than I have, but just reading an article too here and there doesn't really uh, do a lot for me sometimes, but I'm looking forward to the class to really to learn more about what it is and what it can do, how it can help people be more profitable. Yeah, absolutely. And in course with Dr. Jones's name attached to that, I think that you're definitely going to get folks that know who Dr. Jones is. You're definitely going to get a lot of folks coming because they, you know, know him and respect him, and he knows what he's talking about. Uh, his, you know, uh, his son and daughter-in-law here, they, you know, farm here in Allen County, and they got a really good operation going. You know, especially doing, you know, genomics on their own place, and they've done, been doing that kind of thing for years, and so they have the experience. You know, they have the the know-how, the education. Uh, to back all that up, and so I think that you know, with with that that you know, tells a lot there just by having that experience, you know, and, and having somebody that is well respected in the cattle industry, uh, to, to kind of, you know, come and provide that information for, for our producers. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It should, uh, you know, Kevin, you talked about it. It's, it's, it's somewhat new, but you know, the dairy industry has been using it for a while, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and they're making some big changes with it and our seed stock producers have been using it you know, from their standpoint on, you know, now, uh, most everybody knows this now, I think, but if you buy a bull through the Cape program, that bull has to be genomic tested. Mm -hmm. Um, basically what that is, is that's an enhanced EPD profile in a sense. And, and uh, y'all may know the number to this and I should forgive me for it because I don't, but it, that, that genomic test is basically the same information that you would get is if that bull had how many offspring, is it, it's it's several hundred right it is several hundred i can't i've i've heard that talked about in a, a couple of meetings but i can't put my finger on the exact number but it's it's enough to make it very reliable exactly yeah mm -hmm. yeah for sure for sure yeah so like i said if y'all are interested in coming to that program definitely call and get signed up we'll be you know glad to have you for that for sure uh Something that we've got coming up here at our office, um, we do this every year, is uh, it's on November the 16th. It's our Farm City uh, Week lunch. Uh, we 
our, our office. Uh, we partner with the Chamber of Commerce here in Allen County and uh, some other organizations, Farm Bureau, all those, uh, all those folks. And uh, we have a, you know, on that, on that day, it's basically, you know, the, uh, it's a, it is what it is. It's a farm city lunch. So we have a lunch meeting with the chamber of commerce. And then we have a speaker from, you know, the agriculture industry come and talk about, you know, whatever it is that their you know topic is. And then, you know, a lot of times I'll get up and talk about our Allen County agriculture statistics and that kind of thing. And so basically, you know, we use all the meal, the meal uh, items are all from locally grown Allen County or surrounding county, you know, uh, producers. And so that makes it, you know, really uh, special uh, for, you know, locally grown food items to be, you know, uh, partaken of, you know, at this meal. And basically, you know, it brings the, you know, community members where they live in rural Allen County or in the city limits, you know, of Scottsville here, uh, brings them all together and, and we just kind of talk to them about agriculture and where the food comes from and, you know, how you basically get, you know, uh, food, you know, from the, from the field to your plate and that kind of thing. So that's a, it's a really good thing that we do every year, uh, which, you know, we're always excited to, to partner up with our community folks and, uh, and provide that opportunity for those folks, you know, so that's, you know, like I said, that's coming up on, uh, the 16th of, uh, November, that will be uh, at lunchtime here at the Allen County Extension Office. And if you're, you know, a producer, uh, we'll definitely be glad to to have you come. Uh, if you're just anybody else listening, you know, uh, that's interested in coming and learning more, uh, definitely would be glad to have you for sure. It's like y'all got a good event planned. Yeah, we do. We we do. Like I say, we do it every year, and you know, it. Uh, everybody always enjoys it. We have, you know. Sometimes we may have, you know, the commissioner of agriculture come and speak, or we may have a producer come and talk, you know, just kind of all over the board, you know, have some good, good camaraderie and, and good folks that uh, come and join us. Yep. Yep. Outreach and marketing and telling our own our story. It's just a, it's a constant effort that we need to make in order to keep folks informed about uh, our agriculture industry and what's going on around them in their in their communities and the impact that it has on their lives so it sounds like a really good one yeah absolutely and so kind of transitioning over to the next topic since we're talking about community partnerships and and uh, marketing agriculture and that kind of thing that kind of leads us to kentucky farm bureau and their annual meeting of course the university of kentucky cooperative extension and farm bureau you know are 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 big partners on a lot of things. Um, you know, we, uh, uh, go to each other's meetings and, and, you know, just kind of, uh, work off of each other and to, you know, for the, our, you know, same common goal, uh, in the ag industry. And so like I said, their annual meeting is coming up here in, in uh, just a, a few weeks. And I know Kevin, you're big in the farm bureau and, and going to the, the annual meeting, and then that kind of stuff. So kind of give us uh, some info on the, the meeting for this year. Okay, sure. Thank you, Adam. Uh, yeah, their annual meeting is always the, the highlight of the year, and it's, it always ends on the first Saturday in December, and it will start on the Wednesday before that. So it's uh, about four days there. Uh, but it's this year it's November the 29th through uh, Saturday, December the 2nd at the Galt House in Louisville. That's where it's been for several years, and it's probably the 
I think it's about the only facility that's big enough to hold them and get everybody in one hotel and do all the things that they do. So it's a really, really well put together meeting. Uh, I think the members uh, attendance, I think the last couple of years has been around 21, 2200 people. And so it's, it's well attended, but it's, it's their highlight of, of their year. Uh, the ag agents have a in-service usually on the Wednesday afternoon before it officially kicks off and starts. So we, that's another partnership that uh, they allow us to use some of their room and the leadership, the executive committee will come down and talk to us a little bit during our in-service. And uh, so that's that's always a, a good uh, time to see some other agents, but also get a little more familiar with the Farm Bureau leadership team. Uh, and then typically on Thursday is what they kind of refer to as commodity day. They'll have several different breakout sessions uh, on a wide range of uh, ag topics, you know, uh, beef, labor, uh, dairy, tobacco, um, merging enterprises, all those types of things. And kind of one of the bigger highlights of that morning is the UK's ag economic team will be there. And uh, that's probably the most well attended of the breakout sessions by far where everybody's kind of looking for the for the news of what they think that the year is going to be for uh, Kentucky farmers so all the UK economists is there they give their little uh, summary of their uh, specific area of expertise you know fruits and vegetables uh, livestock forestry horticulture and then they kind of give an overall economic outlook and what they think that the, the year might wind up as being and it's been been good news the last few years so everybody looks forward to that on thursday is uh as the kentucky uh, commodity luncheon and uh, usually the the commissioner of agriculture will speak or they'll have a really well-known speaker there at the luncheon feature some kentucky products and kind of uh, rally the calls around being the voice of agriculture uh, one of the bigger things that Kentucky Farm Bureau does is, of course, lobby on behalf of farmers and agriculture. So that afternoon is spent a lot in the business session, a little bit with the resolutions that have came in. And that's what I really like about uh, Farm Bureau as far as the way they operate. It's definitely grassroots, bottom-up type organization. So these resolutions, they'll originate in the county, and they will go up to the state resolutions committee, They'll they'll look at them and review them and see if they've already got policy on that or not. They'll put forth uh, any proposed changes that passes out of that state resolutions committee will be brought up at the business session on on Friday, and you also have opportunity to make a resolutions from the floor up there and uh, during that. So that happens occasionally. Uh, but usually they're pretty well vetted before that. Uh, but, you know, it's it's what the membership wants, and that's what drives those resolutions, and that's what makes it such a, I think, such a powerful organization for the uh, our legislators to listen to and partner with and just be our voice. Um, Friday is uh, business sessions and uh, different things, um, but they try to involve everybody. They have lots of contests. Lots of awards given away, service awards, uh, com competition awards. So some of those are typically, you know, Outstanding Young Farm Family. That's the luncheon on Friday. Um, and that is a big, uh, nice event where they 
highlight three the three finalists and they'll announce the winner. So it's kind of a special day for that family for sure. Uh, but they'll have um, you know outstanding youth contests at night. They'll have discussion meet, uh, lots of things to keep uh, our young people involved and give them opportunities for growth and leadership. Um, and so they, it's just kind of a, a wide range of topics and discussions and uh, it's often referred to as kind of like a family reunion. That's one of the highlights, just seeing people you might not have seen since the last one and getting to catch up and, and visit and it's around the holiday time and, and Christmas. So it's, it's just a good event. If you've never been uh, and you want to go, uh, you'll probably have a tough time getting a room right now in the Galt house, but you could certainly drive in for any of it and or stay at another hotel. But I'd encourage you to get involved with your County Farm Bureau. If you're in agriculture and you've got a uh, active operation or whether you're just, uh, uh, you know, you want to help promote agriculture and you, you got a business that uses some ag products, businesses can join too. So, um, it's just a good organization. I think this is about the 104th year of, of the state convention. They've been around a while, and uh, I think they've got a good business model. So, uh, But, yeah, we'll have some elections this time. On Saturday, President Mark Haney is uh, stepping down after 15 years as president. So there will be some new leaders elected. There will be a new uh, first vice president and a new uh, second vice president as well. So uh, it, it's uh, it's kind of a changing of the of the guard, I guess, a little bit. But uh, they're they're well prepared and and uh, but yeah, uh, appreciate the opportunity to give them a plug. They're great partners, great collaborators. Uh, them and UK or and KDA. They all work together really well, and I think it shows up in in the economic outlook for sure. But I think they just want to, you know, kind of protect our rural way of life and and look out for farmers and agriculture. So I'm all I'm all for that. Kevin, last year was my first year going to the actual uh, annual meeting, and mm-hmm. I mean I'd been a little bit involved with Farm Bureau even prior to Extension, but mm-hmm. more so in the last couple of years. But I thought it was pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, especially the resolutions part of it. Uh, gosh, that book of resolutions yeah. is is thick. And it's to thick. hear that process on how that goes, I, like I said, I never had been a part of that, but it was pretty mm-hmm. pretty neat to see that. Good deal. Glad, glad you went. And and just uh, sometimes it takes a while to, to get time to do everything. But if you get some time to go, uh, I think you would, I think it's, very enjoyable, well worth it, and you get in that get kind of in the routine of it, figure out what's going on. It and it's it's just good to see everyone for sure. Uh, but you know, young farmers is a big part of of what they do. Generation Bridge is a relatively new program, leadership development. Uh, it's kind of that thirty six year old to forty nine year old is kind of their target demographic on Generation Bridge, and that was kind of filling a gap there in the leadership uh, development area, but. There's something for everybody. You see lots of kids, lots of young farmers will bring their young families, and it's just uh, it, it kind of gives you hope for the future when you see how many people are, are, are still involved and still passionate about it. Yeah, absolutely. It's it is a it's a a wonderful organization to be part of for sure. And and what I like about it too is you mentioned you know getting to see folks that you might not have seen you know in a while. 
um because it's you know it's folks from western kentucky central kentucky eastern kentucky you know the whole state all the farm you know everybody that's involved in farm bureau they're going to be there and uh it's a really good time to like say you know kind of catch up with uh with those folks and and uh and that kind of thing so you know it's definitely so uh another thing kevin too is if somebody did want to go uh, is there a registration cost or anything that they need to do to sign up how do, how would someone go about signing up to go and there's usually not a, a registration fee i don't think but there are charges for meals hotels and things like that um and then just kind of plan ahead a little bit because you have to put your meal ticket request in ahead of time. Uh, you might have a hard time getting to one of those lunches if you don't have a ticket already bought. But um, just to, uh, get with your county farm bureau. Let them kind of know that if you're not been involved, you'd like to you'd like to kind of start coming to some of the meetings or just do your part, and and uh, they'll they'll help you get your the rooms reserved and all that on time for the next one. But, uh, you know, if you want to come this time, you, you know, you, you don't have to stay at the Galt house, but you, it does make it a lot more convenient when you're there in the, in the, the meeting halls and everything are right there. Um, yeah, I would just work with your local crew, tell them if you're a young farmer, you'd like to be on some of the committees. Counties typically will, will, have somebody be involved for just a little while before they put them right on their board of directors. But a good place to start is Young Farmers with Generation Bridge, and, and they can your county sees they can depend on you and, and that kind of thing. They'll soon they'll soon put you on their board, I believe. So uh, sure, that, that's kind of the process a little bit for traditional counties. Yeah. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. yeah sounds sounds good yeah farm bureau they're definitely uh, a good organization to uh to partner with and, and to be in for sure yep mm-hmm. good deal yeah but they uh the uk will have a big presence there kentucky department of ag the all the all the major organizations in agriculture in kentucky will will be there in some form or fashion yep yeah and you mentioned the the department of agriculture of course uh commissioner ryan quarles is uh ending his second second term as a commissioner of course in kentucky you can only do two terms as ag commissioner and so we're going to be getting a new one uh mr jonathan shell he'll be the new ag commissioner uh we just had you know coming off of election day on november 7th um so definitely kind of uh, excited to see, you know, kind of what uh, Commissioner Shell will will bring forward to the table and and how uh, how things will go in the next uh, next little while. So definitely uh, uh, excited for that for sure. And uh, so we definitely wish him the best for sure, uh, uh, Commissioner Shell, and of course uh, Commissioner Quarles as well on his next endeavor. So yeah, definitely yeah. want to so you know. Say thanks to, to Commissioner Quarles. I think he's been a good commissioner and, and, and really done well for for our Kentucky agriculture. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a, yes, I'm a very much when the when the group makes a decision, you get behind that person. Whether and uh, I I think uh, he's done an excellent job past eight years for sure. We've had several really good ag commissioners the last twenty or thirty years, and it's just uh, it's it. It like I said, it shows up. It shows up in in the way we're positioned in Kentucky in our ag ag economy. And um, yeah, he he's done an excellent job, and I think uh, Jonathan will will do will continue that tradition. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. 
So we're getting towards the end of our time here, guys. We do have a few more, more minutes, though. I know, Kevin, you mentioned you were going to the, the basketball game maybe tomorrow night, the Kentucky basketball game. I am. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I've uh, I've got access to some tickets this time that I hadn't had in the past. Yeah. Kind of trying to Kevin's on the, the up future. and up. He's the season <laughs> ticket holder now. Oh, I, I learned from you on that <laughs> one. <Huber>. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, uh, my only drawback is now Regina, my wife, is not much of a traveler. She likes yeah. She'll watch basketball on TV, but she don't like to travel too much. And we are going together tomorrow night to the to the first uh, game that we've been to together. I know we missed the home opener, but that's those are hard to make for us. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, looking forward to it. She's she's going to be packing some extra Kleenex because she'll probably get a nosebleed as high up as we are, but we are, we are, we are not the last row, but we are the next to last row. There you go. Hey, as long as you're in the building, that's all. Got our foot in the door. We'll see how it goes, but I'm, I'm excited about it. It makes, makes for a good trip. My, my son lives in Lexington, so we'll stay Friday night and, and, and see him and Beth on Saturday. So yeah. 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 I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Like, say, you know, we've got season tickets as well. And last year, I don't know how we did, honestly. We went to every home game except for two. And that's a lot of traveling. And that they, I think they had 18, 18 or 20 home games. And Something tells yeah. me you may not make as many this year. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, that, that's probably not going to be on his priority list. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. We got, got a little one coming in the middle of December. So probably ain't going to be making too many basketball games after – after that happens, but uh, we'll just see what happens, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think you're going to be happy with the trade-off, and you, it won't be long before you'll have somebody else that can go with you. That's right. That, yeah, that's, that's right. right. We'll have to try to get a third seat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of new for us. I'm, I'm not. I'd, it's been a couple of years since I've been to a game. I usually just pick up a single ticket off of one of the ticket services and go yeah. to, to two or three of the better games. But yeah, yeah. getting, getting there, uh, thinking about what you, what you're going to do in the future. It, it uh, when that opportunity came on, I thought, well, I'll give it a try. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the good thing about it is, I mean, you can, you know, you've got tickets to every game, so you can just kind of pick and choose and sell the ones you don't want to go to. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't suggest going to nine o'clock games on work nights, but no. <laughs> <laughs> you get home at I'm, three a.m. It's a little yeah. rough the next morning. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to gift them to somebody I don't really like that well. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh that's what I would do as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's but they are. Uh, uh it's just kind of a i have kind of used some of them as gifts and for christmas gifts in the past uh, uh, my mom a few years ago i don't think she'd ever been to a uk game in rope arena and uh so i, I got her a ticket and uh, uh and my brother carrie a ticket and uh, i think she went to see auburn when auburn was really good and they had a had a good win so uh, i like to give people stuff that will uh, give them a memory or a, a lasting experience. I've, I've read sure. that and started to learn that that's true. Uh, we've all got too much material stuff and it's hard to do it, but mm-hmm. give somebody a, a, 
uh, something they can go out to eat and have a good experience. Uh, to me, those are the best kind of gifts. So I just I've been giving a lot of the tickets away, and uh, but we're going to go to plenty of the games. I think. Yeah, it'll be a good time, and they're getting a new floor. Uh, it will be so now. I've got <laughs> it's been kind of a controversial thing. People don't like it. Like if you look at the UK floor right now, there's two big uh, central bank blue logos like on the floor, and so like f- ever since they put those on there. Folks have been like, you know, that's an eyesore. It's so ugly, yeah. which they are a sponsor, which, you know, I mean, you got to ha- bring in money. So they got to get their name somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. but they're actually changing that up. Uh, so we'll have a brand new floor uh, starting, I think, on the uh, December, whatever the first December game is. So it'd be kind of exciting to, to see that. Yeah, Will, I, I didn't know that was such a controversy. I read a little article. Yeah. <laughs> about the new floor a day or two ago and they call them bumper stickers and i thought yeah. they yeah. do kind of look like bumper stickers on the floor they do but yeah and uh the the checker box in the in the end lines and yeah. along the baselines they're they're going away too a lot of folks don't like those i don't think but yeah yeah uh, yeah it's uh it's always a good time in there. I'm, it is. I'm, yeah. Honestly, I don't care what the floor looks like as long as, long as we win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's all I care about. Yeah. That's a, that's a, a topic for a whole series of podcasts. There that's right. On, yeah, we, uh, on the coaching and the winning and all yeah, those things. Yeah. Yeah. We could talk for days about, about that. So <laughs> don't want to get, don't want to get me started on that one. <laughs> yeah. No. But yeah. Yeah, it's just have you have y'all ever went to any UK basketball games? We have. Uh, it's been a while. It's just I'll, we've got three kids, and it's just it's hard to go anywhere really. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I, I Especially understand. during school, you know. Yeah. But but yes, we have, and it's but it, like Kevin says, every time you go, it's fun. Even if you are honestly, the times I've went, I I could probably well. I know I probably had better seats at home. Right. <laughs> you know what I, mean? right. I could probably see more, but it's just the experience of being there most of the time. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, whenever, if you've never been to Rupp Arena, whenever you, and if you enjoy basketball, I mean, you know, especially like high school basketball and stuff like that, whenever you walk into Rupp Arena, it's like nothing you've ever seen before. You know, just how big it is in there. And it's like, wow, you know. Yeah, and it's just, it's just an amazing facility, and, and all the renovations they did to, oh yeah, up in the surrounding convention center, the bank center, whatever they call it right now, over the last two or three years, I'm, I'm kind of anxious to get to see some of that up close, and yeah, now that it's finished, I believe, yeah, but yeah, it's a, it's a definitely a, a, a tradition, uh, and. Most everybody knows when you say you Kentucky Wildcats, they'll they'll think of basketball. Or sometimes when you just say you're from Kentucky, they'll they'll yeah. ask you about basketball. <laughs> yeah, horses yeah. and bourbon. So that's right. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are definitely. Uh, some may say that we're not. But we're definitely a basketball school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love the football team, but we are a basketball school historically. I think that's a that's that's non-debatable. That's right. That's right. It's funny when we uh when we go to the Gulf on vacation. Uh, of course, my dad's a huge UK basketball fan and got all kinds of UK apparel. 
we'll be walking around places and you know a lot of times he'll have a uk hat on or shirt or something mm-hmm. and, you know you meet people and say, go cats you know yeah, that's right that's right <laughs> yeah that's right go cats that's they'll the, just holler it yeah it's kind of the kind of the slogan there is, is go cats <laughs> lots of fans all across the the country kevin did you uh uh get you so like whenever you got season tickets um you have like the option to go ahead and like buy SCC tournament tickets. Did you all do that or did you just get the season tickets? I just got the season tickets and I, I've actually got a good excuse on that one, but uh, <laughs> my daughter's getting married on Saturday of the SEC tournament okay. in spring. So we yeah. gotcha. So uh, that's going to, that save me some money, but it's going to cost me more money. Right. I probably been a lot that, better off buying the season tickets than, than paying for the wedding but that's, right, that, right that's a that's be an honor but yeah looking forward to that yeah, yeah you probably absolutely. couldn't get out of that kevin no <laughs> but well, i'm going to try to do that in the future i believe that's that's yeah good, especially if, if they keep having it in nashville well ho- hopefully this year's a little different but if if it was if it's been like you know the recent years, it would have been wouldn't have mattered if it was on Saturday because no. we wouldn't have made it to that, that Saturday we, game. <laughs> we've been getting past Friday the last last little bit, so been no. very disappointing. I, I think we're I think we got a good team this year though that's got some players that Coach Cal likes and like his kind of players, you know that. Yeah, but we'll we'll just have to see. We'll see what yeah. happens. Yep, it'll it'll be an enjoyable winter watching the cats. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, gentlemen, we are coming to our ending here. Appreciate y'all joining us. And uh, like I say, we'll we'll have our, our next podcast up here in a, in a couple of weeks. Um, appreciate everybody listening in to Digging Up Ag Podcast. Uh, if you like our what we're what we're doing here, please share it with all of your friends and and whatnot. And of course, like I say, we try to, you know, uh, send the links to everybody that we can we're on a lot of different uh podcast platforms pretty much any of them that you can uh get podcasts on you you know we're on those so but we appreciate everybody listening in and we'll catch y'all again next time thank you for listening to today's show with digging up ag we hope you join us back next time as we discuss various agriculture topics until then please write a review and subscribe to our show on the podcast platform of your choice we'll see you next time